Hi everyone, welcome to Beer and Bunts. Uh, my name's Chris. Now I've been with you all along. Now this is Beer and Bunts version 2.0. So rather than uh, being a set format between myself and James, my former co-host, it's always going to be me. Now we'll be reviewing beers, chatting our normal crap as I always have done. However, each episode is going to have different guests, some more regularly, some will just be one-offs, but we'll kind of see how we go. And yeah, hopefully it's just as enjoyable. And actually, probably a little bit more exciting than just listening to me and James what on about the same old crap as we always have done. So in this particular episode, my guest is Jack. If you want to say hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello. <laughs> uh, right. So you can tell what episode it's going to be like already. We'll go straight into the try and test before we actually discuss who you are and where you're from. So the tried and tested for this episode is from Beavertone, and it's one of their new ones. It's called Heavy Gravity. Now, this is a hazy IPA, which is 6.5% in volume. So it's quite strong on the old Richter scale. Um, I will let you have a quick swig while I analyze the color. So it's quite a yellow, light and golden color. Uh, it is very hazy, as you, you would anticipate from like, the label of it. Uh, what kind of tones and flavors are you picking up there jack or you're looking a bit confused or is that just your normal that's just my face that's (laughs) that is to be fair that's normally just my face it's it's a bit softer i would say than your normal beaver town and it's got a little little touch of sort of citrus but not too much to say that it would be a full-on citrus ale now i've got to say out of all the beaver towns i've had this I mean, I've had like the lights of neck oil and things like that, but I've got to say, this is this is the lightest I would say, and it, I would say it's my favourite out of the Beaver Town so far. And don't go too early, Jack. You can't give too much away at the start. Okay, we've <laughs> literally only just begun. All right. So I know you like to, you know, shoot early as the uh, rumours go, but you know, let's just try and steady it in. You are a young pup after all. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the. Um, the beer itself, it's not particularly pungent on the aroma. I don't think there's a massive amount of flavours come through just from the smell. As you drink it, yeah, I kind of get that little, there's a f- soft fruitiness to it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very citrusy on the palate. Not intensely along the lines of like a New England IPA. You kind of like halfway between an IPA and a New England, I'll probably say. Yeah. Um, a little bit of the acidity coming from like that citrusy flavour. But yeah, very smooth and definitely doesn't taste 6.5% in my opinion. No. Um, that's one of those beers that you could quite easily have about, you know, five, six pints and then you go for a waz and you realise your legs don't work. Yeah, yeah 100%. A little bit on the uh, <laughs> the dangerous side. but And it, um, it doesn't fall into that normal sort of IPA category, you know, where you have, have it and then about five <laughs> minutes later you feel like I need to have another sip because <laughs> yeah. it's sitting heavy on my tongue. It's It's sitting quite nicely. Yeah, it's a it's a very very easy drink. Now you're saying about uh, Beaver Town. I, they've actually done quite a lot of experimental beers recently, a lot of which I've actually tried as well. And I think breaking away from their normal standard set, too, you obviously you've got Gamma Ray and you've got um, like Neko and all those kind of easy ones to get. Some of these offshoots are actually really nice and really pleasant to drink, which is not what you'd expect from such a mainstream brewery. And I think this is mm. one of those ones. I think it's going to be a regular moving forward, but it just strays away from more of their normal style of beers in my personal opinion. But it's very pleasant. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah definitely is yeah because it's like you say well like i mentioned it's it's a lot lighter and as you say it's easier on the palate than a standard ipa and virgin on a new england yeah yeah it's, it's not a heavy drink at all but yeah uh so that's heavy gravity uh so 6.5 percent definitely doesn't taste that way but very very pleasant and enjoyable right then, jack mm. so it's your first time being a guest on this uh episode uh, on this podcast sorry uh and it is our first episode in the the new world so yeah tell us a bit about yourself and... well first off i feel very honored you know uh first first new format of the podcast then uh you you asked myself to be on it so you know first and foremost i'd like to say thank you chris for having me on um and you're actually breaking my podcast virginity as this is the first podcast i've ever actually been on um sorry if you didn't need to so include the word podcast again, in that be gentle it's my first time <laughs> uh, but about about myself uh i'm 26 uh i live in coventry or as you would say coventry and about uh i mean the i mean i think the thing that everyone notices about me when they first meet me six foot eight so that's always a always a standout pardon the pun um and yeah i'll, I'll I wouldn't say there's much much to me. Uh, I'm not much of a sophisticated man, you know. I'm there's definitely not much between the ears. I will say that, Jack. Oh yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> I mean, we we worked we worked together for what the best part of a year. It was about a year, weren't it? And then Probably slightly you abandoned that, yeah. me. Just yeah, just over a year. So yeah, there's nothing nothing really going on between the sticks. We should say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I, as I'm, on the back of that, I'm a simple man. I like simple things. <laughs> I, I can't really argue with any of that, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, like I say, we worked together for over a year. Um, it, very much having a laugh on a regular basis, probably when we shouldn't have as well. So I thought it was just like, you'd be quite a good guest to have on so you can at least have a bit of the uh, back and forth. And it's, it's one of those things when you change a format as well, you go from like you kind of get to a stage where you don't even need to think about it and stuff. So when you change a format completely, obviously there's a lot of new things to kind of compute about the information you transfer over and everything like that as well. So, you know, you want somebody you're more comfortable with as well, just so it runs a little bit more smoothly. So, but yeah, that's part of the reason why I actually invited you on as well. And also you haven't got too bad a, you know, a phone manner, shall we say. Uh, oh yeah, true. It, it I could I could come across one positive, be, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's got well, Yeah, you're comfortable with me, and he has a nice voice. It would be worse if I came on and start sound up like this. That would just, just that's not podcast etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but yeah. So, does are you? What kind of got you into the uh, craft beer scene? Um, I guess it would say. I never used to be sort of a lager drinker when sort of when I started drinking. For me, it was very much cider because I used to have sort of it was very a sweet tongue, a sweet tooth, as it were. So, you know, the fruitiness of a cider was what got me into it. And then I realized you could get craft cider. And I thought, oh, that's quite nice. And then I saw craft ale like on the special, especially down at the Campbell in Coventry they always have guest ales every single week so going there and just just kind of trying thinking oh that sounds nice also I was a student at the time and I thought that's a high percentage that'll get me trolleyed so 
why not try that? And it turns out I would I'd be like thinking, ah, let's get it down yet. And then I'd take the first sip and I was like, this is this this is a sipping beer. This this be a sipping beer. We ain't getting drunk tonight, boys. We're getting sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think so, a yeah. lot of people kind of transfer over from that point, don't they? So you kind of have the initial part of what can get me trolled for cheap. Um, and then you kind of like, actually, there's some nicer beers out there. So if you spend a little bit more, and then you spend a little bit more, and then you get to the stage where you're spending like eight pounds for a pint. But yeah, if you only have two on the night, it'd be enjoyable. more. I personally find that a lot more enjoyable than just drinking dishwater. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my whole fa- I say my whole family, my dad and brother, they're very much the Carlin. We go to a pub. What are you having, Carlin? And it's like, nah, not for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not about that life. My dad is very much like, oh, I'll, I'll drink anything. I will. I'll, if it's got alcohol in it, I'll drink it. We went to Skegness once. Took a crate of Brewdog, like a mix and match sort of thing, and it was the bottles. And I was opening it, putting them away. I was easy. My dad had one. He just went, oh, how can you drink this? And I was like, because it has flavor that's why you can drink it <laughs> what's going to be funny when you listen to this uh episode back at certain points the clearly the internet is slowing because we're doing it remotely we're not doing it in the same room so you sound very simple but it's at certain points where it's like a bit comedic timing which is quite nice so uh, <laughs> i mean I've, I've said that it's the internet it could just also be Jack. Who really knows? Um. <laughs> jury, jury's still out on that one. I think you go depending on who you ask. It's very much the answer that you'll get. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, uh, I'm very much a person that I refuse to buy Carlin, Foster's, Carlsberg, and Budweiser. I refuse. Yeah, because those beers actually genuinely offend me. I find it that by even buying them for somebody else, just because it's a cheap thing, you're add into the problem because you're giving your money to them, making profits. So I'll purposely, like if my uh, mother-in-law asks me for half a lager and lime, I will still buy the nice lager and put lime in. She's like, well, what are you doing that for? It's yeah. the same. I was like, well, no, it doesn't because it's so much nicer. And then she's drinking. It's like, oh, yeah, it is nicer. I'm like, well, <laughs> under my point I'm making, really. But yeah, so that's good. That's another thing. I think a beer journey needs to be something that's kind of unique to you rather than just following trends. Yes. Having recommendations Mm. is always nice, but that's why I also like to have an opposing opinion to myself. Because sometimes other people pick up different flavors in a beer that I necessarily don't pick those up. And also the, the way in which we analyze different flavors and different tastes, I think it adds a bit more. So rather than just me, I did contemplate doing uh, the podcast on my own, but it's like, well, actually, doing that way you're not going to get like all as like different things and different like different analysis of the beers which then that's the most important thing isn't it so but yeah um personally i i'd love craft beer i'd rather have one or two points of craft beer or halves like four or five halves of Mm. like craft beer where you're trying something completely new you've never tried before than just sitting there like smashing logging in my neck all the way. And I think you're on those same sort of lines as well, aren't you? So that's why you seem yeah. like a, a, a good idea to actually get you on as one of our first guests as well. So Yeah, 100%. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There are times where you're thinking, I want to go to the pub and get absolutely trolled. Uh, but, you know, you, then you wouldn't go for the craft beer because, one, you'd swiftly run out of money. <laughs> and I two... On it, a regular basis. <laughs> And two, it's it's not that kind of drink. You know, you, you don't 
have point after point after point in quick succession. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go to the pub and drink lager, but I drink continental lager. I'll have like Australia, um, Budvar, even Red Stripe. I'll have a Red Stripe every now and again. Continental lager, Red Stripe. Red Stripe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Jamaican, but okay. In, well, yeah, but you, you know what I mean? Like off, off the rock, off the rock that is the UK and not any American <laughs> lager because that is all trash. So. Um, I don't mind a Sam Adams or a Brooklyn lager. They're, they're not too bad. I mean, Brooklyn, yeah. I'll, 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 okay, I'll give you on the Brooklyn. Never had a Sam Adams, but I'll give not. you on the Brooklyn. No, oh, I've okay. never had it. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely educate you on that one. That's actually quite a nice drink. But yeah, uh, the more traditional kind of like cores like Budweiser, no, they're not really in mind, unless it's the Czech Budweiser, Budvar, which that's a lot yeah. of But yeah, yeah. right. So uh, that's Jack. I mean, to be honest, you will talk a lot as you, they're probably already gathered, but there's not a lot going on yeah. in my head. Uh, right. So we'll move on to the uh, Peter Falk for this episode. So this one is from Siren Craft Brewing Company, and it's called Medusa, which is a hazy pale ale rather than an IPA. Now, this one's 4.8%. Uh, it's supposed to have mango, citrus, and resinous flavours. I should say it's along the similar sort of lines in the... Uh, like a similar type of flavour profile to the heavy gravity, but probably not as much as that bite at the end. But personally, I didn't pick up that much of a an IPA bite with it. It was very much no. a smoother drink. So it's probably going to, with the exception to the alcoholic volume, I could probably say it's going to be the same sort of line. I'll let you have another little swig while I, I'm analysing it on the colour. Again, I would say the colour profile is pretty much exactly the same as the heavy gravity. So it's very much a light golden yellow colour, hazy, um, probably a little bit more on the um, aromatic side just by, from the smell because I can pick up a little bit more of a fruitiness to it than I could on the heavy gravity. Uh, but yeah, so what kind of tones are you picking up? I'll say first and foremost, the first thing you notice is a lot more lively than the, uh, than the Beaver Town. Mm. It's got a lot more fizz to it and you definitely do get the citrus straight off, but it's really weird. The, the way that I describe the taste, I can't necessarily describe the taste, but the location you feel it in the mouth and that's, yeah. It's on the roof of your mouth that you you kind of taste and feel it the most, and that's bizarre. Yeah, so th this one, um, I don't think the flavour profile is very dissimilar to the heavy gravity at all. Mm. You can kind of get that initial uh, fruitiness and with a bit more of a smoothness to it. I would say it is more of a pale because it's more of a more of a consistent flavour throughout. Uh, like having a mouthful, whereas sometimes with an IPA, it's a bit more at the beginning and it fades away or it can kind of come back at the end. This is very much more of a consistent flavour throughout the whole mouthful. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, it is a more, bit more carbonated as well, so it has got that kind of crisp tingle that you were on about, which you yeah. kind of feel more among the with the mouth. Uh, and you can tell that it is less alcohol in it as well. I yeah. think it's, oh, um, definitely. A little bit more reduced, and but actually, I'm quite enjoying that. Um, siren beers for me can be a little bit more hit and miss. It's not a brewery that I necessarily rush to to try their new beers. Um, obviously, everybody's different. Um, there's certain beers that I will say, Oh, actually, I love these, and other people try and go, What's this crap? Every that's what I'm saying, everything's individual when it comes to these type of things. Siren for me will make good beer or decent beer but not amazing beer 
from what I've encountered so far. I can't say I've actually had that many of them because I'm not naturally drawn to them. But yeah, it's, it's never anything that I would necessarily say stand it. But this is probably one of the best ones I've ever had from them. Yeah, um, I, I do. I, I know what you mean by they make good beer, not necessarily amazing beer. It's, it's Siren's definitely the one where you're in the shops, you're doing your shopping, and you're walking past it, and you think, ah, go on then. Why, yeah, that looks nice. I'll put that in. It's not one of the ones that you think, oh, I really need to try this, or the moment you see the can, you're like, I've got to have that. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's an it'll do. It's, it's nice. I know I'm going to enjoy it, beer. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I actually didn't even buy this kind of beer for myself. Uh, someone else bought it for uh, me. Um, that happens regularly. But, yeah, it was one of those ones. It was like, yeah, we'll give it a try, see what it's like. It was like do, you want, do you want me to grab someone you're there? Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, there's... Um, it, it, it's quite, I'm trying to analyse, get the right words to analyse it. It's definitely more it, the carbonation I'm picking up. It's, mm. it's a bit more like a... I think half of it is because we had the heavy gravity beforehand. It does feel a bit more pop style. Yeah. So yeah. the Americans are listening. Um, I think just because of that, more of the lightness. So obviously that heavy gravity is a lot heavier on the flavor profiles than what we actually realize. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite liking that. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, Oh, I can definitely feel the carbonation. We'll say yeah. that much. You, so. you, you, you lower the tone already. You carry yeah, on. Well, you know, I'm, I'm from Coventry, so it's, we do with the best that we can. But um, yeah, the, 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 main, the main point of it is that I feel from this, it is the carbonation. It, it does give it that very different flavour profile. While you can tell if that wasn't there, it would be very similar to the heavy gravity. Yeah, yeah. But that carbonation it is what... Just changes it up. Changes the body and, and it doesn't. Make, yeah, it just it makes it lighter. And once again, the aftertaste it isn't sitting on the palate, so it's it, it's an enjoyable drink, and you don't feel like you have to rush to have another sip to get rid of that taste. I, I'd be happy to sit here with it in my glass, but at the same time, I'm not going to because I'm a reprobate. <laughs> well, what I'm I am noticing, I've been looking at the other beers we got coming up as well. It's kind of like a. A bit of a sloping scale down in what we're expecting in flavour profiles and tones, followed mm. by an absolute whack of flavour at the end. So, yeah, I think it's going to be quite interesting, really. Um, but more on that later. So, right. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really not looking forward to the end. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll find out why. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, some people, I, I think lots of people have already tried it anyway, but yeah, I'm really not looking forward to it. Uh, right. So, one thing I have been watching recently is uh, I will something I have talked about quite a lot. Disney Plus, it's a streaming service I really enjoy, because, especially because of the amount of content they keep on adding. Uh, I think a lot of people would have actually seen uh, this film advertised, but they've redone Home Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone, that and it's the got the it's the kid from Jojo Rabbit, isn't it? The kid with glasses. I don't know who that kid is. I've never actually watched Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh. I know it's got Ashton B and Rob Delaney. Yeah. Uh, com- no, comedians are quite uh, like. There's very much more of a British emphasis on this. So it's very much set in America with American themes and that type of thing. But there is a little bit, touch more Britishness to it as well. Now, yeah. I'll be completely honest. The film is not great. 
<laughs> Chris <laughs> Parks, the film is not great. <laughs> Get that in Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, total film. Um, yeah, so the, the film itself is not great. Um, what One thing I do like about it, though, is they've not tried to mirror Home Alone. They have made it mm. as like a standalone. So with the actual film itself, it obviously has the the main section where, you know, like fighting invaders in the home and stuff like that, you know, and whole calamitous, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the whole setup to that happening and the kind of follow-on from it as well is a lot more different in the direction they want to take it. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's still got the whole massive American houses that you're really envious of. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look at your yeah, house I, in I Paris actually... and you're like, well, mm, yeah. Not really not <laughs> but, then, but then you look at how they're built and you're kind of thinking, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> oh, no, not, not this one. No. Oh, really? Oh, oh, is it like the original Kevin McAllister house? Like you're thinking, how can you afford this house and a holiday to Paris? Oh, no, no. The, these houses are even better than that in my personal opinion. I actually looked at the one. I was like, I really want that house. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely sitting there like green with envy. But yeah, um, no, absolutely beautiful. Stunning, stunning buildings. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, well, you, it's actually funny that you say that because I watched, um, you know, my wild Saturday nights that I'm having. I was watching Graham Norton last week, uh, chat show in the UK, um, for those that aren't aware. And it actually had Rob Delaney and Ashleen B on it. So, and they were talking about the film, they were there promoting the film. And the whole, yeah, like you said, the whole premise is it's not just we're going to rob this house because we need money it actually makes you kind of sympathize with people whilst with the sticky bandits and no sorry in the first one they're the wet bandits i would say don't uh, miss a film uh, harry and marv who ah oh, all praise be that is harry and marv um <clears throat> it, it does make you kind of sympathize with them from what i've seen and also just the callback with the police officer is all I'm going to say. They they didn't Most have people to have it. seen that by now. To be honest, yeah. oh yeah, well yeah. So the, they didn't have to do that, but they did, and it was nice. That's all, that. That's the only way I could describe it. It's just it was nice. <laughs> well, they actually because uh, that character appears just a couple of times throughout the film, and the way it was handled as well with that was quite good. Um, but. Oh, I've lost a bit. Lost my train of thought now. Oh, what's going on? Oh, he's out of it. Oh, he's, no. he's, he's gone away for a few months and he's forgotten how to brain. No, <laughs> I, I, I never knew how to brain in the first place. Um, <laughs> oh, there was actually something I was going to take a, along the lines of. I, I think you were saying about like the sympathy aspect of it. Yeah. yeah so you, I personally worked out the plot twist about halfway through the film. There was a couple of nods to where the twist was going to be. But I, yeah, it's definitely much, it's not a style of, oh, it's all greed. I'm just trying to get all the money and blah, 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 blah. It's, they've gone for very much more of a desperation route. Yeah. And I think that's where, like you were saying, trying to get the sympathy for why it's happening makes a lot more sense. So, um, yes, there's clever elements to it. 
yes, there's parts of it that are very, very dumb. It's just a, it's a throwaway Christmas film. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, was it uh, Christmas twenty four seven? That type of crap. It's that with a little bit of violence <laughs> in the middle, which I'm not saying a lot, but the violence part it is the part I look forward to the most. Um, <laughs> really shows your character there, Chris. <laughs> I, I grew up in Dudley. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now I'm home, home alone. Let's just Saturday night for me. Why does everybody seem to think it's a very slow down brummy like accent when Black Country Black Country is very much more aggressive and fast? It's not slow. I have to slow down how I speak just so people can understand me. Yeah, but it's just it's that common misconception, isn't it? You know that people from Black Country are slow. Now, granted, two well, you're probably going to agree with me on this one. Uh, two of my good friends, both from Stalbridge, and you walk through Stalbridge and you kind of think. Yeah, these people are slow. Stowbridge is the posh end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let me take you down tip to my friend where the horse and cart is very much alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that is because we used to live in Dudley. Um, Dudley's not, if anybody doesn't know where Dudley is, Dudley is basically a section of the black country, which is in the Midlands, just uh, northwest of Birmingham. It's a massive hill, so the weather's always terrible, and also the transport links just do not exist whatsoever. So the easiest way for people to get to would be going to something like Tipton train station, and then we would go and pick somebody up and then take it back to where we live. Well, used to live. Now, we'd always say, I'll beware of the horse and carts, and people would go, oh, yeah, you're being funny again. And then every single time you'd drive back, you'd see somebody on a horse and cart, and you're like, I thought you were joking. Like, oh, no, 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 the, the warning was definitely there from a genuine aspect. I grew up seeing, like, horses inside living rooms uh, during the winter so they didn't get cold. <laughs> Tipton is a special place for anybody who uh, not been, but anybody who has been, people will understand. So, uh yeah. It's an experience. I mean, I, I think I do remember you, you telling me once, um, like now living where you live, and you say, you know, it's, uh, Dudley's the kind of place that you drive through just to kind of make yourself feel a little bit better. <laughs> Excuse me. Dudley is a beautiful place. And that's the one thing I will say is the biggest misconception. Dudley is actually a very, very beautiful place. Yeah, the, the area itself no. is lovely. Bear with me. The people, however... <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the one. But Dudley's got some, uh, you know, beautiful architecture. And it's got some fantastic buildings, because especially because the castle has been there for like, centuries, you know, and there was always kind of like disputes and fights about like the actual land and everything as well. So there's lots of history and there's loads of really good stuff and there's really cool stories there. It's got like fossil sites and everything, but then it's just that whole. Uh, Love where you live, and Dudley hasn't really kind of got that aspect of it. It's like, well, it's my home, but why don't you look after it? And that's like where I live now. It's far more you do look after the air, and then that's what the one biggest thing I will say that's different between the two. It's about caring about where you live. So yeah, and that's the main mentality of it. Anyway, digressed again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a now, theme. Now I've uh, you know put my homeland to shame to uh, people all over the world. Sorry about that. I'm still black country at heart. 
But uh, yeah, so uh, home sweet home, home alone. I would say give it a watch if you haven't yeah. seen it. You, I very much doubt that you'll want to watch it twice, but it's okay to watch once. But I will also say the main character, um, what do you say, the, the lad from Jojo Rabbit? The lad from Jojo Rabbit, yeah. So I'd never seen him before. Um, and the one thing I will say about the whole balance of it is you do sympathise more for the people breaking into the house because he has got a really punchable face. <laughs> oh, wow. That, I mean, the amount of times you've said that to me about people that we work with. <laughs> Oh, that's just all the memories are flooding back. <laughs> hey, I think it's, it's, up this it's the <laughs> character they're trying that? to play, really. So, yeah, I think they're trying to do that antagonistic thing that irritates, like trying to get under your skin, but he does it really, really well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> definitely be definitely be one to watch, you know. But it, to be fair, it probably could be, you know, that time in between sort of Christmas and New Year where you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is. All you know is that there's food and beer available well i mean we'll I'm probably watch anyway to be honest I, like, I don't know what day it is or anything anymore uh but i'll come <laughs> on to that uh in a second so yeah so medusa from siren that was our peter fog for this episode um very fruity very light uh, a bit heavier on the carbonation so it has got a bit more like christmas to it but yeah i'd still thought that was an enjoyable drink now moving on to the around the world for this episode so this is from stegan which is a Radler grapefruit. Now, this is brewed in Austria, so it is 40% beer with 60% fruit soda. It's 2%, so in comparison with what we had before, I'm expecting this to taste like water, if I'm completely honest. Now, I wasn't overly excited by it when we are putting it on the lineup anyway, but it's one of those things. I like to keep it as authentic as possible, so... If it's a foreign beer, it's going to go in the around the world. I'm also, in the interest of fairness as well, you've got to try them at some point. So, amen to that. <laughs> uh, I'll let you go first because I can. Um, uh, right, so <laughs> the Rabbler, this is they're all very similar in the colour today. Um, I'm not too sure if that's actually the citrus aspect of it or what, but this is, again, a very light yellow-golden colour. Um, it is hazy, but not as hazy as the other two. But it does look very much more like pop. It smells extremely grapefruity as well, so I'm not too sure I'm going to be a massive fan of this. Your your face is saying quite the picture there, Jack. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pop. <laughs> it's, it's pop. Uh, it, it, that, like the tasting notes pop it's grapefruit pop like there there is you would not think there is alcohol in this in the slightest like you you taste it and it does just taste like a grapefruit soda like if say fanta or tango brought out grapefruit flavor we've got it <laughs> yeah um it does remind me of a fizzy pop that I've had at some point in the past. Problem is, I'm really struggling to locate which one it is. Um, Weirdly enough, the memory that I'm getting from it, like when you first hit your tongue, Fanta lemon for like the first half a second, but then you just get grapefruit. 
I think I know what you mean because, well, it's all it's all in that citrus family, isn't it? So it'd mm. be a, a, a similar type of aspect for it. I think it's that crossed with lilt. Gin. Yes. It, you know, Nail on the head there. Yeah. It, it's it's that kind of aspect. I mean, again, I I can't. I'm not a massive fan of grapefruit at all. I do like it in beers, but that's because it's very much a, a subtle flavour to it rather than being the predominant one. However, I would drink this again, not as beer, but I would drink it if I actually just needed some pop. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I think the beer just offsets the grapefruit notes enough that it's actually drinkable, but it is very much something to quench your thirst. It's not something to have a proper drink on at all. Yeah, I'd say that the beer part of it actually kind of dullens the grapefruit because grapefruit itself is better like you bite the grapefruit the grapefruit bites back it is it is sour yeah. it is sharp but the as you say the beer offsets that and whilst just it enough. is still yeah just enough and it whilst it is still a little bit sharp and sour on the tongue it's not turn your face inside out it is it is pleasurable the, the i would say i would the time i would drink this summer very sunny barbecues going you've been in the garden all day you need to quench your first, but you don't want to stop drinking. That that is a I know what you mean. Personally, I'll just carry on drinking because I'm a bit more hardcore. But uh, <laughs> um for me, that is a picnic beer. Oh, yes. Picnic by the river. You've been sitting in the sun all day. You want some pop, but maybe something a little bit a little bit extra to it. That's about it. I wouldn't drink it any other time. That is literally it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to, you know, you're out in public, so you don't want to be a absolute lager out and start cracking out the heavy stuff whilst you're Yeah, in no Kestrel Super inside. No. Um. <laughs> no, definitely not, especially not out of uh, like a Frosty Jack's two-litre bottle. Um, but no, this yeah. should definitely be, it's like a, it is that we're out, we're in public, but I don't feel guilty about drinking beer out in public because this is not beer. This is pop. Yeah, it's very lilty. That's all I can really say. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> it it's not as bad as I expected. Mm. I will give it that. It's not as bad as I expected. I thought it'd be horrendous. But there's at least flavour to it. I mean, it was always going to be that way. I'll say this is the slope down, but then don't worry, we'll bring it back at the end. Um, <laughs> well, I will briefly mention about the fact that, uh, you know, you've mentioned that we used to work together, but we don't work together anymore. Mainly because my the new job that I work at, which I mentioned to uh, the listeners before I went on the sabbatical for a couple of months, um, I now work from home, which is something that is very strange to get used to. But essentially, I have started my lockdown period. Now lockdown has ended. So I'm now getting into certain realms that I haven't been into before. So I also, not only do I not know what day it is anymore, I mean, I'll, the concept <laughs> of time just does not exist in my house whatsoever. I've, got, I've made two discoveries, Jack. Now, both of which I'm kind of ashamed of, but I will say what they are, and I will explain why, so please don't turn off until I've actually explained what they are. So for the first time in 25 years... I now own joggers. 
what you, you so wait so uh, when you got home from work did you just used to just sit around in your jeans yeah when i have oh. them my whole life oh there's there's nothing more satisfying than you finish work you peel well, oh, my you saw my jeans and they're quite skinny so i'd peel off the jeans and just put a pair of comfies on and sit yourself sit, down my, and... no but my version of comfies are shorts so I wear shorts. I wear shorts in the snow, and I have done it many, many times. I mean, there's nothing more confusing when you've literally got a foot of snow in Dudley, and I'm walking around in flurry Hawaiian shorts. Some people are looking at me like I'm absolutely batshit crazy, but I was comfortable. But yeah, so for the first time in 25 years, I actually have joggers, which I am ashamed of, and I will refuse to wear them outside the house. But I can kind of understand why people wear them there. They are comfortable. But also, the house that I live in, it's um, it's quite strange. So basically, it's it's kind of set up from the ground. So underneath my house is basically like four foot of air. Because it's an old-style house, it's not easy to kind of get like underfloor insulation in. So it's an absolutely massive job. So basically, sitting in my kitchen when I'm working away, it gets quite cold. But I can't wear slippers. Because I'm, as you know, I naturally run hot because I'm, I'm, I sweat all the time. Not dirty yeah. sweat because I have a shower every day, but I'm always, I'm always running hot. Mainly because I grew up in a really, really cold place. But yeah, so I can't wear slips anymore. So I have made a discovery. Now this one is a bit more marmite, shall we say? And my shoe, where I have discovered, is the most hated of them all. Oh, you you're gonna say you're gonna say the c word, aren't you? I am indeed. Oh, you! Oh my god! Of course, if you haven't uh, worked out what I'm on about now, it's Crocs. Now, oh, bear, bear with before you turn off. Before you turn off. Before you turn off. I let's say I my feet get too hot for wear slippers. I can't wear that, and I don't like wearing shoes in the house. It's just a bit more old school. Probably from when I was beaten. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Casual child abuse. There it is. <laughs> nothing casual about it, mate. I grew up in the 80s. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I can't I can't wear slippers, so it just gets too warm. So I was like, you know what? There's a really cheap pair uh, from the Riverside. I'll give them a try. They're actually really comfortable. Don't get wrong, they are horrendous to look at. I don't look at my own feet. I'm staring at the computer all day, so it's fine. But um, they are comfortable. And I now understand why people do wear them. I mean, I see people wearing them like on the school run and stuff in the morning. I like, yeah, you need to give your head a wobble. There's no way enough I wear them at the house. But yeah, I've got a pair for the garden and the pair indoors. But that's that's different. So now, oh, here's here's, <laughs> here's a question for you, then, Chris. Where, with your garden pair. That little strap, when you go outside, do you take them from comfort mode and do you put the strap back and put it in four-wheel drive? It's always in four-wheel drive. I can't. I, I don't know why. Just not having something on the back of the shoe just really freaks me out. Well, what about flip-flops? I don't wear them. Wait, what about when you're on holiday? I don't wear them. Around the pool? Bare feet. What if you go into the bar at the pool? Bethy's. Oh my god! I thought I knew you. And then if I'm not, 
going anywhere. If you know, if I'm going out somewhere, I'll whack my trainers on. See, I, I see. Well, I, I, I've the last few times I've been abroad, it's it's been Cyprus, and Cyprus for anybody that's ever been there will know it gets to about thirty-eight degrees in the shade. Yeah. So I mean, I prefer any, that. That must have been a, a calm. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to fifty. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, and if you, if any part of your body that is covered will melt internally you, you you cook like a jacket potato or a baked potato for those that are across the pond uh and and you you will die <laughs> if if you're not within five feet of a swimming pool at all times you will die and and that's that 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 was how my holiday went it was sun lounger for five minutes I, i'm gonna die now and it must be in the pool <laughs> to be honest i don't go height of summer i refuse to go height of summer I can't cope with the heat. My kids can't cope with the heat. It just gets very uncomfortable. So uh, a couple of years back, uh, it would have been around, yeah, about two years ago. But my youngest wasn't even one at that point. Um, mother-in-law did a massive family holiday. So everybody, we all went. So my wife and all the siblings and that type of stuff, like our partners, kids. So there's a big group of us, went to Corfu in June. My God, I could not cope. So, <laughs> fat man, used to cold weather, baking heat, absolutely not. So I'm trying to change my son's nappy on the bed when it's really, really hot. He's screaming at me. I'm getting annoyed, so I'm screaming back at him. No, just shedding. It's absolutely carnage. My wife walks in and was like, what on earth? You two, just get in the pool. Like, pair of us got in the pool. And like, ah. <laughs> you just saw the steam yeah. all of a sudden fly off you. But instant relief for the pair of us. Both of us were completely fine at that point. But So that's that was a point I learned that my son takes after me and cannot cope with heat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm very much that I like that I like the sun, I like the heat, but I'm very much a winter person. Now, my dad, on the other hand, he's yeah, my dad is like he's he's going on to sixty. He's very much he's he's your man's man, and he's your classic dad on holiday, from sun up to sundown. He is parked on a sun lounger Bacon. with, and no word of a lie, I've seen this before. He took a bandana. Didn't wrap it round his head. He just placed it on the top of his head, kind of like a knotted hanky, but without the knots. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's it's like a yearly tradition. It's it, he will take about it'll take one book. And now I've never known this man to read in the UK, but for some reason, the moment he hits a different country. You can't get his face out of a book. I mean, I think he like the last time we went abroad, he read Fred and Rose West's book, not an autobiography. Weirdly enough, well, I mean, I yeah, was concerned so about which way this was going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was like detailing all their actions. I'm never appraising it, but just giving an overview of what had gone on. And I think he read that about one and a half times, and I've never known him to read one book back home. But yeah, it's 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 definitely bizarre, and and like I was saying, I, I'm I like the sun, I like the heat, but get me in the cold, get me oh, in the cold, and I'll thrive. I'm much more of a uh, spring and autumn man. I don't like the extremes of either. So um, 
I think there's, there's a nice balance to those type of things. You can kind of manage it a bit easier. Whereas, uh, but I'm the same as your dad, though. I don't read at home at all yet when I'm on holiday. I tend to read more um, either like fact-based books or anything written by a comedian, generally. I mean, like <laughs> Joe Lysett's book is absolutely hilarious to read. I like, absolutely smashed like through that and I was crying as I was reading it as well. <laughs> uh, I started reading like Tim Key's uh, poetry book as well. Like Again, he's a, a, a comedic poet. It's just, they're just so fun to read. Yeah. I like that kind of thing. But yeah, at home, no chance. When I'm abroad, yeah, crack on. Oh, fun fact about Joe Lysett. Me and him once met in a pub in Kings Heath and then he shouted my name across the bar just to say hello and asked if I needed a drink. And that was the day you became a man. Right, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> we shall move on to the uh, wild card for this episode. Now, this is one I am definitely not looking forward to at all. Uh, it has been all over, like, social media recently, so if you follow any kind of, like, craft beer drinker... Or oh, craft my beer blogger, Lord. Yeah, so it's from Camden, and it's called Marmot Ale. Love, hate. So... I said that it was kind of like a sloping, a slippery slope down on the flavour scale, and we're going to smack it back up at the end. And my days, are we smacking? All right. So again, you are the guest, so I'll let you be the guinea pig. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't. You can't. You, you physically, we are not in the same place. You physically can't make me. I refuse. But you know what? Because you invited <laughs> me, and I'm a guest, I will do the polite thing and want to choke myself off a bridge after what i love about this is that is instantly showing everybody what your personality is like yeah i'm gonna get the big bravado i'm not gonna back down immediately before the sentence finishes because 100%. i realize what i'm doing <laughs> so, uh so this one um i'm loving your reaction by the way before i even get anywhere so it's got pearl hops uh pills and raw brunch and munich malt and ale yeast now it's very dark in color i'll kind of say um a bit more like a brown ale slash porter kind of consistency we look it has got a weird weird kind of twiglet smell to it your face is looking like you know you've had a long night with joe lysett so uh oh yeah. oh yeah jack i do a podcast we drink beer, we talk about it. Come on, it'll be fun. Yeah, it will be fun, won't it, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it you know what? The only way I can describe the taste is gravy and we. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe the taste. It is it is it's meaty like gravy well, like, with I a have, wee aftertaste. I have per like purposely not drank it because I wanted to hear your analogy of it first before I drank it. So is there any other tones you're kind of picking up at all? No. <laughs> It's simply gravy and whey. Oh, oh, that puts hairs on your tongue, doesn't it? Oh, oh, it... oh I'm actually repulsed. That, yeah, it. it oh, you about, see what I mean now? I very needed was sick then. Um, <laughs> that is horrendous. You know, what, I was actually quite, I was quite strategic, and I actually didn't finish my beaver town so i'm gonna have a swig of that straight from the can to save myself oh that is that is actually the first beer i've had for a while that genuinely makes me feel sick um oh that it's just i can't even analyze it it's 
that is just old socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and and for the British audience, I would say very weak bovril. No, don't, don't take the sacred name in vain. Bovril. All right, okay. It's that is horrendous. It's a cup of bovril that someone has pissed in. I don't know. I mean, you're probably a bit too young from this, but uh, Hale and Pace, they used to do a show called The Establishment. And one of them, one of the challenges inside this thing, like a competition, was basically eating mushy peas and whelks through an old sweaty sock. That is basically what I can analyse this beer to be. Yeah, it... Yeah. So you're looking very confused well, about that analogy, but some older people will understand what I mean. I, I can, yeah, I can imagine it. Can, imagine I, I go to my parents and I give them that analogy, and they'll be like, "Yep, he's bang on with that one." Now, I like oh, marmite. I, I, I love hate it. marmite. Like, ah, ah, so you were on the back foot from the beginning. Now, I like marmite. Marmite with on toast, and then you put cheese on it, and then stick it under the grill and melt it. Cheese on Marmite on toast is yeah, amazing, cheese. especially with such really cheese and Marmite on toast, and then you take it off the grill and throw it straight in the bin. Job done. What's your problem? Well, that is just wasteful, Chris. And that's as a society is the mindset we need to get out. And this is no, um, so Marmite <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> uh, Marmite and cheese, like Marmite with a very, very, very mature cheddar. Oh, it's just chef's kiss is beautiful but this rocking like chef's kiss I'm sounds not like even, a, a euphemism of something else it sounds like something that you get behind the bins on a thursday night but um it's like something you need to go to a doctor for a scrapeful um but it <laughs> but well i feel like after drinking this i'm gonna need to go consult my doctor for something because that is right well actually you know what this beer is useful and i'll tell you for why with degreasing engines and COVID tests. <laughs> yeah, if you can drink that and enjoy it, then yeah, there's a problem. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's enjoyable. Get yourself, get isolated now. Yeah, oh, don't even do a lateral flow. Go straight for the PCR. Oh, I don't even think, I think just avoid that. Just get your isolation note from your doctors because <laughs> just tell them what you've done and they'll be like, yeah, you've got the COVID. Oh, wow. Wow. That. That is awful. That is possibly the worst beer I've ever had in my life. I mean, I think I'd even drink Carlin over that. I've had a twenty-two. I've had a twenty-two percent stout before, and that was more palatable than this. Like, don't get me wrong; it was it was hard drink, but uh, at least I finished it. I I refuse to take a second sip. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. You did go a little bit robotic there, Jack, just to give you a bit of a warning. Oh. Um, yeah, it's... it's. I, I, I just can't even... I, I'm trying my I'm my level best to pick up as many flavours as I can. I just can't. It's just horrendous. So, if you've oh. bought that, apologies. It's crap. No other words for it. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, I'm not sorry. I'm just a guest. It was, it was all Chris. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, right. So <laughs> now is the time for us to put our orders together. So I'll let you go. What is your fourth first place? Start with the last. 
I think it goes without saying. I think we're putting the uh, I think we're putting the Marmite beer last. What? I think that's that's. Oh, okay. I think you know if you want to go higher, then by all means, you can change your mind. But then, you know, everyone's entitled to a Europe their opinion yours is wrong but you're entitled to it uh then next up uh next you know what actually here's a little i'm gonna throw a little bit of a wild card at you here i say a wild card um i'm actually gonna go for the medusa third okay now my reasoning behind that is because i would i can see myself drinking the rattler the grapefruit the stiegel Again, before I drink a Medusa, because, and it then goes on to my first, my top choice, because if I was thinking I'm going to get a Medusa and a Siren, why not just get a heavy, heavy gravity instead? Very similar profiles, very similar looks, but it's a better taste overall. So that's my uh, last of first. So last, once again, goes the Camden Marmite. Then I've got the Siren Medusa. And then we go to the Stiegel Rattler, and then topping it off with Beaventown Heavy Gravity. No, I, I kind of get. I'll, I'll get where you're coming from with that. Um, with my order, obviously the Marmite is like last place. It's probably the worst beer I've ever drank in my entire life. Um, Thank you. This is probably going to be one of the ones that actually ended up down the drain. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think I can drink it without being sick. So now, surprisingly enough, though the other three are very, very close. Um, mm. The Radler was more was better than I expected to be. The Medusa has kind of more. There's more of a carbonation to it, so it's kind of a bit more lively. And then obviously the heavy gravity, in comparison with the others, it is more of a heavier drink, but it is a very, very flavoursome drink. So it's it is enjoyable mm. as you drink it. So I'm kind of struggling between those three a little bit more. Um, I'm probably I'm gonna have to put the Radler in third place, just because it is pop. It's not beer; it's pop. Um, Understandable. But I am genuinely struggling between the Medusa and the Heather Gravity about which one I do prefer more. I think. Yeah, Medusa's gonna have to go in second, and then Heather Gravity is gonna be top dog because it's just a cracking beer and I, I think I genuinely think that some of the special beaver terms that they're doing at the moment are actually really nice that I actually had some of the um like special ninth anniversary beers the birthdays um and some of those are absolutely stunning but I have got some of those and I'll try and bring them on to more recent pod- like podcasts coming up anyway but yeah so I think that's kind of a, a similar vibe to how we analyze a beer so it wasn't completely yeah. Difference, so that's quite good. Uh, nobody enjoyed the Marmite, that's the main thing. <laughs> no, it's very much a hate. No, there's no love there, it's just hate, it's crap. Um, I mean, could could you use that as a marinade, maybe? No, don't buy it. It's horrendous. I'm trying to think of any sort of way you could use this, just in case Drink people have bought it. There you go. <laughs> I, you, you said earlier, you said earlier, engine grease. <laughs> yeah, degrease of engines. Uh, just yeah. as a... Just as a disclaimer, please don't put this in your car. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, it's all Jack's fault. Uh, right. So uh, thank you very much for listening. We have changed. So it's not a fortnightly podcast anymore. It is, uh, we aim for once a month. 
So hopefully moving forward, everything should be uh, good. There will be uh, different guests each time. Some will be regulars, some will just be like one-offs, but hopefully it'll be nice and enjoyable moving forward. But Jack, thank you very much for coming on the show today. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be speaking to you all soon. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye.